What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook, and you can also uh, listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So today for Guest Friday, we're talking about the first round of the NFL draft, doing a bit of a recap, and uh, joined today by uh, a recurring guest, uh, my good friend, Ben Baptiste. Uh, ben, what's going on? Garrett, how are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I am, uh, I am well. I'm excited to get into this. Obviously, it was an interesting first round of the NFL draft last night. Uh, you know, Patriots obviously made some headlines with uh, the pick that they made and the trade that they made. Um, so just to start today, what were you what were some like immediate thoughts from the first round? You want me to uh, speak from just the general perspective or from a Patriots fan perspective? Cause I could go in depth on both. <laughs> why don't you, why don't we start with the general and then we can go over to go over to the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really exciting draft in my opinion. Um, just getting to sit back and, you know, as a Patriots fan, having a deep, draft pick just watching all the early talent go off the board it's pretty interesting in my opinion seeing uh what was it the first five picks um coming off the defensive side I thought that was a really cool takeaway from last night yeah. I don't know if that's that's been done in a long time um and again another cool aspect of the draft was super wide receiver heavy mm. um nothing like wide receivers nowadays or you know the headlines of of all the the talks and um, the NFL nowadays is super reliant on wide receiver talent. So it's mm. cool to see um, some of these big names go early as well. Yeah. Um, so those are two big takeaways for me. Um, you know, I, as a Patriots fan, I definitely would have liked to see things play out a little differently, but um, cool. again, I guess you just have to trust the process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think going, going back to your general point, I think it was, the first time since 91 that the first, I think it was first four or five picks were, were all defensive players. Um, so that was definitely interesting. And then, yeah, you know, wide receiver, it's always a position that I feel like is very important. And this year, especially, it seems like there are a lot of really talented guys, you know, near the top, but they're also, it's also a pretty deep group as well. Um, yeah. You know, I think, the Patriots pick it definitely, definitely came as a surprise. You know, I think we'll, we'll talk about that a lot today, but I think um, it definitely was a draft that I think had the possibility to go a bunch of different ways, you know, that even like the number one pick people weren't even sold in on the number yeah. one pick. And that honestly was a surprise for me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that, that's one of the most exciting times is when, you know, the draft isn't really, set in stone where you're it's pretty much confirmed ahead of time weeks in advance that you know the number one number two number three pick is already determined it was cool because you know everyone you know the majority of mock drafts that at least i saw um had aiden hutchinson going first but it was cool you know first right off the bat just a, a little plot twist to start off the night um mm -hmm. those are one you know good way to to get excited for the rest of the draft yeah yeah absolutely um so I think, you know, getting into what the Patriots did, you know, obviously we know who they picked, but it was interesting to me that they chose to 
uh, trade back in the first round of the draft. So they traded the 21st pick to Kansas City for the 29th pick. Uh, the Patriots also got pick 94 and 121. I think 94 is third round, 121 is the fourth round. Um, so I think on the surface, I like that trade because it gives the Patriots more picks. And I think, um, you know, this was going to be a draft that it wasn't going to surprise me for them to trade back. I guess I'm a little surprised that they traded back into the first round, you know, and didn't try to trade maybe back to the second round, like they did a couple of years ago. But, you know, I think overall, I like that trade. And then, you know, obviously the pick comes down and it's, you know, a guy that I think a lot of people thought would go in the second round or the third round. So just, you know, immediate reaction. I was surprised. I didn't expect that Patriots were going to take um, an offensive lineman in the first round necessarily, but, you know, it is a guy that I actually kind of thought the Patriots would draft, but obviously later on in the draft. So um, just your, your thoughts on the trade that they made and then the player that they ultimately got. Yeah, I guess just to start off the, the trade that they sent over to Kansas city to, for them to move up to the 21 spot. Um, you know, at the time I was, you know, everyone expects the Patriots to trade down. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Well, you know, when they, when they traded to the chiefs and you see them pick Trent McDuffie, who would have been a really, you know, influential player just to hop on the Patriots roster right now. Mm -hmm. It was tough seeing that and kind of biting the bullet there. And then, you know, two picks later, the, you know, the bills move up and take Kair um, Elam. I believe that's how you say his name. Yeah. Yeah. Another really good corner out of Florida. Mm. It's just tough. Um, you know, me personally, I thought the Patriots really should have addressed the cornerback spot in the first round. Um, I think that's their most blaring need right now. I mean, you look at the division just getting stronger and stronger at the wide receiver spot. Mm -hmm. um, it's scary, right? And that's why I was I was okay with the the pick um, or the the trade until we made the the pick to go offensive line. Um, you know, I think, you know, adding that draft capital later in the rounds was was definitely helpful. Um, but seeing them go offensive line kind of defeated the purpose in my aspect, in my mind, you know, mm -hmm. that we really should have addressed our defensive needs. Um, again, I, I, I just keep thinking back. Here. I'm not sure how painful it is for you, but just thinking back to that playoff game against the Bills. Now, without J.C. Jackson, it's just oh, it just it really hurts <laughs> just to think about, you know, predicting next year's matchups with. Not only just the Bills now, but with Tyreek Hill and the, the Dolphins as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's definitely legitimate. You know, um, when you look at that, McDuffie was still there at 21, which honestly was a surprise to me. Um, but I think that's that's kind of what the hard part is about the draft is like you have a pick and like you have to prioritize what is the need that you feel is the most important. You know, is it getting another cornerback to add to your, to add to your roster, to help defend against a high powered offense, you know, is it a speedy sideline to sideline linebacker, or is it someone to add to the offensive line to help protect, you know, your franchise quarterback. So it's like, there are a bunch of different things that I think teams think about. And, you know, yeah, I'll be honest. I think it's, it's a surprise pick because I think, offensive line it is a need it obviously is but I think you know defensively like you said might be more of a pressing need 
But I will also say that there were a couple defensive players that didn't go in the first round that I was pretty shocked. Um, you know, not saying that they're going to be there when the Patriots pick next at, at 54, but there were some guys where it's like, I can't believe that Andrew Booth was not drafted in the first round. So and that's honestly who I thought they were going to go with, if yeah. not Nicobe Dean. Right. Uh, but Garrett, the one stat that I saw last night was, and it, they reiterated again this morning, um, is that there was a 92% chance that, um, that Cole Strange would be there on the draft board for one, the Patriots' next pick in the second round. And that really bothered me because, you know, you could have taken Andrew Booth or Nicobe Dean address that that spot defensively that they really, really need mm-hmm. to make adjustments to. Um, and then also had that strong chance of getting Cole Strange that you kind of just burned your first round pick on. So that's yeah. what bothered me. Again, it could be, you know, a, a steal if he has a lot of, if he has a high ceiling, but I mean, you need skilled players this that early in the draft, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think the important thing, at least for me, is that, you know, reading some of the things about this guy, about Cole Strange, is that, you know, there are a lot of positive things that he, you know, had a strong showing in the senior bowl, has some really good, you know, physical attributes, and, um, you know, seems like he could be someone that could be in the running to start right away. But like you said, you know, I think that, yes, there probably would be a large possibility that he would be there at, at 54 or whenever or when their next pick was. But I also think that if you look at some of the picks in the first round and you look at some of the offensive linemen that went in the first round, in my opinion, they went a little earlier than I thought they would. And so I'm wondering if, you know, Belichick and the Patriots are looking at that and they're looking at like, okay, is interior offensive line, is that going to be more of an emphasis on teams? And, you know, I think obviously, there probably was a good chance that he would last to 54, but the Patriots made it might've felt like, okay, we might not be able to get this guy and they've reached a little bit. And I think that that's legitimate, but you know, they did also reach pretty, pretty good. I think two years ago when they picked Kyle Duggar and, you know, look at the impact he's had on the defense, not to say that these two guys are comparable, but, you know, I think, it did address a need, but like you said, it may not be as big of a need as like the defense. So, you know, that's kind of what the trade-off is, I guess. Yeah. And again, I'm not, you know, Bill Belichick, I don't have his football expertise. Right. And I'm sure they know better than I do, but I mean, I just, I just think about our situation, right. Even just division, the AFC is just loaded. Um, if you want any sort of chance at succeeding and, and winning football games, you, you need to be able to at least slow down offenses as opposed to just getting steamrolled. Like we saw a few times last year. Um, hopefully, you know, the Patriots can make some adjustments trade up in the second round and, you know, maybe Andrew Booth or, you know, Nicobe Dean are still available. Um, I know it's a, it's a reach, but that's one way that would kind of, you know, counter my, I guess skepticism about the first round pick. Um, yeah. I don't know your thoughts on that, but you know, I mean, it would be great to see them move up just to hopefully make a shot. Yeah. And I think, I think that they could, because I think not only did they do this last year, they moved up to pick 
bar more, but the Patriots also look like they have some ammo where they have, you know, two thirds, two fourths that, you know, they could use a little bit of that to maybe see if they could move up from 54 and try to see if they could pick someone like Booth or Dean or someone similar that, you know, might not be there at 54, but they, I think certainly have the draft capital in this draft, at least to be able to maybe move up and pick a player that they, they really like. So I think, you know, three picks tonight. And I think or tonight being Friday, um, there's definitely a possibility that they could trade up. Um, and I think I wouldn't put it past them because they're, they're usually pretty active during the draft, whether it's trading up or trading down or trading to, get ne- get more picks for the next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's where my head's at. I really hope that they do. Um, you know, again, I mean, they, they're really good at finding talent where it's not as obvious to other teams, right? But, I mean, mm-hmm. would love to see just some, at least one name that's recognizable and that, you know, has the talent that will at least address our needs early and often. Um, you know, you'd hate to see the, the year start off on a slow note um, in the areas that we knew we needed help and we didn't really address right off the bat, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic. Um, it's, it's tough, you know, and I think the word across the league is that this pick was definitely strange. Um, no, <laughs> but uh, you know, I guess we'll, we'll stay optimistic and see how it goes the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like, yeah, you saw the, sure a lot of people saw the the video that went viral about the rams you know being surprised that uh he went in the first round when you know they thought oh maybe he would be there when he picked at 104 i mean i don't think he would be on the board at that point but you know i guess it does kind of illustrate that you know it is a it is a pretty wild and kind of a surprising pick which i think kind of goes into our next um little segment or whatever if you want to call it um, that the paper like surprising picks in the first round. I think you could definitely put the Patriots in that category. Um, are there any other teams that you thought made surprising picks in the first round? And, and this can be either good or bad, not, you know, a bad surprise or like a good surprise. It could be an either. Yeah, I think one, um, and I, I touched upon this earlier, you know, it's a super, it was a super deep first round for wide receivers. I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this as well, but personally, just based off of footage and, um, you know, clips I've seen of the wide receivers across the board, I personally didn't think Drake London is the best receiver available. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson, based off of what I've seen, and when I watched OSU and his games, he just looked like he translated so well to the NFL. Um you know, it, Drake London was predicted to go early. Um, a lot of people had him go, being the first wide receiver taken off the board. Uh, but personally, I, I mean, I was surprised. I think it, it, it very much is an Atlanta move to to take someone that I don't agree with. <laughs> but, um, you know, I thought that there were several other wide receivers that I probably personally would have taken over Drake London. Hmm. Um, I may bite my tongue and he could prove me wrong next year. But just based off of what I've seen, it just looked like, you know, the other wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, if he's healthy off his um, torn ACL, those receivers just look more enticing to me than um, Drake London. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you. I was not expecting that he was going to be the first guy off the board. I think, you know, I I think the both I think we both think alike. I thought that Wilson was going to be that first guy. Um, 
So, you know, yeah, I would definitely classify that for me as kind of a surprise pick. Um, me personally, I was surprised to see uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, fall all the way to 14. Um, you know, I think a defensive back, it definitely is a pretty deep draft, but, you know, he he's coming in with a, a skill set that I think is is really unique. So I was surprised that he was still there at 14. I think it was a great pick by the Ravens. Um, the Packers, I also thought, a couple of interesting picks here. I mean, both Georgia guys, both defensive guys that I think are going to be very good in this league. But, you know, the Packers offense obviously lost Devontae Adams. And I don't know, I was so sure that they were going to take a wide receiver. But then again, there were a bunch of guys that went a lot earlier than I thought. And so I think, you know, they kind of, they kind of did what they could because I think after the receivers that got picked, there wasn't really anyone that was like jumping out, to, jumping out to me, but still is strange that they went defense, defense in the first round. Yeah. And I think, I think you hit it on the head, right? The, Wide receiver talent went pretty early. Um, there wasn't any blaring na uh, names that I would have taken if I were the Packers. So I guess going defense, defense was really the only option for them at the point at that moment. Um, but I mean, what do you think Aaron Rodgers is doing right now? Watching the draft, seeing Devontae Adams go. I saw um, a quote from uh, Rodgers saying that he, at the time that he signed, he still thought that Devontae Adams was going to be with the Packers. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that offense is not looking pretty. Um, thought they would probably try and make an effort to trade up to get one of those big name receivers, but I'm really interested to see what they do because that offense is going going to go from last year being so great, right? They were just so dominant to now just so many holes, and I wonder really how they're going to you know handle that. Yeah, I mean it is interesting because not only did they did they lose Adams, but they also let or Valdez Scantling also signed somewhere else. And, yeah, you know, they right. have, they have Randall Cobb coming back and it's like, okay, you need a little bit more. I mean, obviously you still have Aaron Jones. You still have a running game that I think is a lot better than, than people think, but I think, you know, wide receiver, they have to go and address it, but you know, they might've felt like, okay, maybe by the next time we pick, we can pick a receiver that, you know, it might make more sense than it would have at, you know, whatever picks they had in the first round. Right. Um, as far as some teams that did well, I thought that there were a couple teams that uh, made out pretty well. Were there any teams that jumped out to you? Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, New York Jets, that was one of the teams that I thought really killed it. Um, taking Garrett Wilson early on. Um you know, they had, they've been looking for a receiver all off season. Um, Garrett Wilson was my number one. And I think that was a huge pick at 10. Um, later on, they went and selected Jermaine Johnson, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yes. Jermaine Johnson. And he's an animal. He is, he's another breed. And I was really hoping that, I mean, the Patriots didn't directly need a DN, I guess, uh, but he was a name that I was watching all his clips and, his talents off the chart. So um, I think the Jets really hit it home there. I think the Ravens also had a really good draft as well, but I think the Jets really stood out to me. Yeah, I would say the Jets as well, you know, and then also, you know, getting Sauce Gardner number four overall, you know, 
I think he, in my opinion, I think he's the best cornerback in the draft. I mean, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't even talk about sauce. I think that, you know, Stingley obviously is going to be a good pro, but I think it's a little tougher because he only played a few games last year. He didn't play during the 2020 season. So you've not really seen him on tape for a couple of years. I mean, I think, I think Gardner, you could, you could definitely say based on last year, probably would be the best cornerback in the draft. So, you know, that's another pick that I thought that they really nailed. Um, yep. You know, obviously there were a couple teams that made trades and brought in, you know, NFL talent at the position or at the wide receiver position. So I thought, yeah. you know, the Eagles obviously made that big trade to get um, AJ Brown, but I also thought they made a great pick picking Jordan Davis. They traded up to get him at 13. I thought that was a great pick. Um, I also thought that uh, the Giants did pretty well with two picks in the top 10, getting Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, who I thought was the best offensive lineman in the draft. Um, and then I also thought the Lions did okay. You know, I think I was surprised that Aiden Hutchinson was there too, but easy pick for them. And then they obviously went up to, went up to 12 and picked uh, Jameson Williams, who, you know, gives them a really good, elite level receiver when he's healthy. I mean, I think if he didn't tear his ACL, he probably would be the number one or the number one wide receiver um, in this draft. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you hit that on the head. I think James, again, Jamison Williams is explosive, right? And I, and I was nervous because I was hearing rumors that the chiefs were going to make a, a big push to trade up to get Jamison Williams and that duo would be absolutely legal. Um, yeah. So it's kind of reassuring. I mean, you don't like to see talent go to, I don't want to say go to waste because golf could turn it around, but mm. um, if he dropped to the Chiefs, I think that would be a problem for the AFC. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. That that just that just can't happen. Um, no, can't have that, man. It was interesting that I feel like a couple of, a couple of teams did well. You know, it's, it's hard for me to say like a team that did poorly because I think like, obviously maybe you could say green Bay, but I think like it may not have made sense for them to, you know, overdraft a wide receiver. Um, but I don't know. It's hard for me to point out and say, Oh, this team really didn't make a good pick. I mean, I think it, part of me was surprised that Cincinnati didn't draft an offensive lineman, but then again, you know, there really wasn't anyone that was on the board that was like, oh, okay, you know, they really kind of whiffed on, um, you know, Daxton Hill, I think is going to be a decent pro. Uh, but mm -hmm. I think, you know, again, like the Packers, sure, they could have drafted a certain position, but after like six or seven offensive linemen are drafted, you know, who's really available? Right. Um, I had a question for you. What, yeah. How do you feel about the, Cowboys pick I'm not sure they 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 took Tyler Smith um the tackle from Tulsa yeah I'm not aware of the Cowboys the Cowboys offensive line like do they have gaps I thought they were pretty strong last year yeah I think I think that they had the they had some I think they had some injuries last year but I think they also have had some guys leave in free agency um and so I think that may have been why they they picked him, um, you know, a big body guy who can play, 
left tackle. Um, I think, you know, they kind of just needed to get some more bodies at that position because I think they're, they're a little thin, mm-hmm. but I mean, historically they have had a really good offensive line. Yeah. Right. And I, I knew that. So that makes sense. I, I was unaware of, you know, their situation because I thought the Cowboys would have won a different direction in my opinion. Um, again, mm-hmm. they, they're pretty thin now at the wide receiver spot as well, right? Cedric Wilson left, obviously Amari Cooper left. So yeah, they must be in the, the market for a wide receiver as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's CD lamb and then they signed Gallup to a pretty big, a pretty big contract. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they look to draft someone in maybe the mid to later rounds. Right. Um, so getting back to the Patriots, um, you know, obviously, as we've said a few times, they have the next or their next pick is at 54th overall um, in the second round. Um, and then they also have two third round picks. So uh, second and third rounds are tonight. And then the rest of it is uh, start Saturday at noon. Patriots have two fourth round picks, one fifth, three sixth and one seventh round pick. So, you know, as both of us have said, I think that there's a good possibility that the Patriots could trade up, you know, maybe using the multiple picks they have in the third or fourth. Um, and then obviously have, you know, three sixth round picks. So I'm curious to kind of see what they do with those picks that are the rounds that they have multiple picks. Um, do you have any thought about what their strategy might be going forward in terms of the draft capital? Yeah. I mean, Right. We, we still need to hit those those two positions, I think, that are super necessary. Right. The cornerback spot and, you know, the middle linebacker spot. Um, I would hope that they, they do make that trade up, move up in the draft. Um, I know Seattle has back to back picks 40 and 41. That's someone they may maybe they could mm. maneuver a trade with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they that's got to be the best route, right? Because they still need a cornerback spot. Andrew Booth, I think, is probably the best cornerback still left, if not, yeah. you know, the only one that could have pot- potentially went first round. Um, so if they could move up, get Booth, hopefully even Nicobe um, Dean, any of those two early on in the second round, I think that'll definitely ease the mind of all, all, of, all of us Patriots fans. Um, mm-hmm. would, with regards to later in the draft, you know, I'm not really too educated deep in the draft on, you know, the rest of the, you know, the prospects coming out. But um, for at least t- uh, tonight's draft, I really think they do need to make that move up. Um, unless Belichick, you know, has all these players lined up that he thinks that he could land at that 50, you know, was it the 52 spot they have tonight? Uh, 54. 54. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure. I think they could definitely leverage that, that pick in, in some later rounds to, to move up, but you never know again, you really, and I, I think I said this last time I was on the podcast with you, you never know what they're going to do. And it's, it's scary and you just have to really just trust the process. But you know, from my perspective, I think they really do need to move up. Yeah. And I think that that's really interesting that um, the Seahawks have, back-to-back picks. So that definitely could be a possibility that they could move up into the top 10 of the second round. Right. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, there are definitely still some high impact guys that they could get in the second round and, you know, possibly in the third, if they decide uh, to move up then. 
Um, in terms of, you know, taking a look at kind of the guys who are still available, you know, we've obviously mentioned Nakobe Dean, Andrew Booth, um, in terms of kind of the top linebackers and cornerbacks on the board. Um, there are a couple guys, linebackers in particular, that I think would be really good fits on day two. Uh, Christian Harris out of Alabama. He's someone that I've like watched and followed. I've watched a couple or watched a couple Alabama games last year, and he definitely stood out. Uh, Chad Muma is a guy from Wyoming who I also think the Patriots could take a look at. Uh, Channing Tyndall from Georgia is another guy that um, has really good speed, and I think he would be a really good fit. Not saying that the Patriots are going to draft these guys in the second round, but I think they certainly could help out that linebacker spot. Um, and then Andrew Booth obviously is still there. Uh, Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Um, I have a, have an older brother who went to Auburn, so we watch a lot of their games, and um, he's a guy that's been really impressive the years that I've watched him play. So he's someone that I think they probably wouldn't even need to trade up for. He's someone that I think could still be there at 54 if they choose to stay there. Um, but you know, I think as we both said, there's definitely an opportunity for them to trade up. And I think obviously if a team's going to trade up more often than not, they have an idea of who they want to pick. Right. So, yeah. And I'm not sure Garrett, if you know, but how often have the Patriots traded up because the more we talk about it, it just seems less likely that they'll do it. Um, yeah. Based only, off of, you know, what we've seen. Yeah. The only time that I really remember is last year when they Barmore. traded up to get, to get Barmore, but there have to be, there have to be other examples. I just cannot, cannot yeah. think of any right now. Um, and then I think wide receiver, definitely something they could address later on in the draft. I mean, I think, as I've said on the podcast before, I think with the trade for Devonte Parker, it kind of makes their receiver need a little less, you know, not that it's like, okay, they really need someone. Um, but I think John Mechie from Alabama is definitely someone to keep your eye on. Uh, George Pickens out of Georgia, I think would also be a good fit as well. Yeah. Um, any other, any other positions to you that at least, or to you at least that are, that are important? Um, not, not like, not anything pressing. I would say just those positions, right. They got, they got the guard position taken care of, um, the wide receiver, I guess. Yeah. I mean, with Parker coming in, that's, I mean, that's a huge alleviator. Right. And I think that just makes their decision for a later round wide receiver selection, a little less stressful. Mm. Um, I mean, I would like to see them obviously go wide receiver. Who knows if they'll actually even touch that that position? Um, knowing the Patriots, they probably they probably won't until late rounds. Some, um, but again, yeah, linebacker and cornerback are just huge. I think defensively, and again, I'll say this is, I, I don't think that Belichick will have any hair left on his head if we don't really address those positions because next year is going to be hell if you know we don't make adjustments and we have to play the Bills and. Miami twice a year. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that it's pretty obvious that a couple of those teams have gotten a lot, a lot quicker. And I think, you know, one of the things that the, you know, draft or whoever, the people that are like handling the draft, handling the draft for the Patriots have said that they want to prioritize speed. So I think it would be great to see them, you know, add someone in the secondary that 
can be a good fit that could be a good one-on-one guy but could also you know drop into zone coverage because I think they could be looking to dip into that a little bit more this season because I think playing zone it gives you a better chance or a better a better way to defend some of those some of those speedier guys um I think as far as other positions I know it's probably going to upset some people but I wouldn't be surprised if they take an offensive tackle because I don't think that they picked up Isaiah Wynn's option and so I think you know there could be a, a, a large hole that you know comes up next year and so the Patriots may want to get ahead of that but I don't see that they're going to do that in the second or third round I would think that maybe they do that in the fifth or sixth round um you know defensive end might also be another position that they could jump up and pick someone if you know someone falls because they think obviously you have Judon but it would be nice to have someone on the other side to be able to pressure the quarterback as well yeah absolutely and that's one of the biggest things the Patriots have kind of lacked until last year with with Judon is just the the ability to get to the quarterback. And I think that's so massive now. Um, you know, you see it with, with all these teams. And I think that's the, one of the biggest things is right. You, you try and slow down these, these powerhouse offenses. And the best way to do it is to get to these elite quarterbacks, and at least pressure them to make, to make difficult throws. And that's how, you know, mistakes are made obviously. But if you give Josh Allen all the time in the world to make throws, Diggs is going to get open. You know, it's, it's going to be, so much more difficult to slow down big teams like that if you don't um, you know, get to the quarterback. And hopefully Judon turns around, but I agree. I think that even just a late round DN picked or um, anything to get pressure going is, is huge for the pitches. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously an interesting start to the draft and the Patriots draft as well. Um, any, other, any other thoughts you had about the first round? No, I just I know that I'll probably be getting a um, a strange 69 jersey since he'll probably be carrying over the 69 number into the NFL. I've seen a ton of pictures already. It'd yeah. be a pretty cool jersey to own, um, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. I think it's exciting first round again. A lot of uh, I don't want to say concerns, but I have my skepticism about you know that pick. But you know, hopefully he proves us wrong, and um, you know next year we have a strong line and, and then we can kind of bite our tongues. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, great having you on again, Ben. Uh, great to talk free agency. Great to talk draft. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have you on at some point when we get closer to uh, the start of the start of the season. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's always a pleasure. And, you know, maybe we can get out and see some, uh, some training camp or, or anything regarding that. And, yeah. see some uh, some players in action early that'd be exciting yeah that would be that would be very very exciting i definitely look forward to that um all right guys i uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation as always you can listen to the pod apple podcast spotify uh, so we'll be back with you guys next week have a good weekend everyone <laughs>